Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? <laughs> yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business, struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Before we start, I have to tell you about Hayley Merrick, Hormone Health Coach. She is the womb-wise woman, weaving two decades of clinical and natural health expertise to transform you from hormonal mess to hormone happiness, empowering you to release overwhelm, manage stress, and balance your hormones in a way that nourishes your mind, body, and soul. Providing 12-week coaching packages and online membership, visit loveyourcycles.co.uk for more details and to book your free trial session. Hello, everybody. I have got Hayley Merrick with me today from Hayley Merrick Coaching. It's one of my sponsors, one of my podcast sponsors, so I'm super excited to be chatting to you today, Hayley. Hi, Charlie. Thanks for inviting me. Lovely to be here. No worries at all. So tell everybody what it is that you do. So I am a hormone coach and I am also known as the womb wise woman. So everything that I do is about how we can connect with our womb and our menstrual cycle to help us to balance um, not only our health and our hormones, but also our life and to really use that as a way to bring self-care and nourishment and nurturing into our life, our health and our businesses as well. I love that. Um, weirdly enough, a while ago, I had someone on my podcast who was talking about how you need to be in tune with your cycle as like a business owner, because yeah. there's times of the month that are that you'll like perform better in and then there's other times that you need to rest and I was like fascinated by this I'd never thought of it before yeah definitely and, and it's kind of like it's not necessarily that we're better or worse so I know like the menstrual cycle and our periods have often had a, a bad rep haven't they really let's be honest so it's not that one time is better or worse than another but really it's tuning into the different gifts all the different benefits really of each, each time of the cycle so like you say you've got your high energy um, and if you've been resting and nurturing yourself around ovulation so sort of midpoint of your cycle then that's when you'd be more um, more energized more um, it'd be perfect for me um, I think I, I am actually around ovulation now so for doing things like this so podcasts videos you're just more um, more confident um, better communicating and um, just a lot more of a sort of higher energy Whereas in contrast to when you're heading into your period, then it is, it's the more inward energy. So it's not like, it's not a bad energy or, or a negative time at all, but it's really important that we tune into that. So the difficulty arises when we try to be this sort of high energy, vibrant, confident person throughout the whole of our cycle, which is really in direct contrast to how we're actually feeling. So that feeling where you're kind of like, oh, my bed is calling and I really want to rest and you power through, that can make things really difficult. So for example, doing something like this, I, I would not necessarily, or I wouldn't schedule something like this, just because I know that a day or two before my period, this is not what I'm gonna to want to be doing. I would much rather be sort of sat reading or journaling or just kind of daydreaming and drifting a little bit. 
whereas during pre-ovulation and ovulation you're a lot more focused more analytical and um yeah it's just a more of a sort of outward and energetic phase really it's really really interesting and I have to say I have never been that in tune with my cycle I'm not one of these people who has like a period tracker um Mm -hmm. or anything like that so so it's really intriguing I'm actually really excited to find out more um but how did you get into this well for me and really I think for a lot of my clients it quite often happens when there's a period of time where things don't necessarily go to plan with your cycle so for me my periods actually just ground to a halt So I've been on contraceptive pill for literally, gosh, over a decade. And we decided, well, we were getting married. So I came off the pill. Um, And you hear this sort of come come off the pill in three months banded around that your fertility returns. So I came off the pill August 2016. We got married in the October. And things, they came back. So my periods came back. But looking back and now knowing what I know, they were just very, very light. And eventually they just ground to a halt. So the following summer, I my period basically just went AWOL. So I didn't have a cycle for five months. So it, it was really a wake-up call. So I'd, I'd previously to that been diagnosed with overactive thyroid, which I had kind of got over, but I'd had a lot of workplace stress and really used to put a lot of stress and pressure on myself. So sort of people pleasing and that sort of um, real pressure and perfectionism really. So I've had many, many years of of being in the stress um, and I think, well, I know that that all compounded it, everything kind of, it just literally my period, my cycle just ground to a halt. And I was then diagnosed or I was told that I've got polycystic ovaries on a scan. And it was really that kind of wake up call of thinking, okay, I really need to start looking after myself now. I need to start to manage my stress better. I also knew that there was things because perhaps that I was stressed that I was doing that weren't necessarily helpful. So eating lots and lots of sugar, caffeine, I was struggling to sleep at night because I was stressed. So all like the perfect storm really for my hormones. And I went to see somebody for um, a breathing, like a healing breath workshop. And she explained to me that I could connect with the moon to support my cycle and really to help me to start to live in this more cyclical way so releasing some of that pressure and realizing that I didn't have to be perfect 100% all of the time that there was times I could rest and take my foot off the pedal really um so I had this appointment and I started to do that so I cut down the sugar I did start to do more meditation and um, started to book in, which is quite ironic really, because I was a, a holistic therapist at the time, but I actually started to practice what I preached. I started to have regular reflexology and I started to chart the moon. And being a holistic therapist, the way that I did that was that I figured out which crystals and essential oils I was drawn to um, and just documented it really, just in a journal. And then it was only looking back that I realized that I was constantly being drawn to the same oils around the same sort of time so around my period it would be more relaxing more calming oils around ovulation it was things like um orange and more sort of vibrant uplifting oils so that was a really good way for me to kind of to see the patterns and literally after two months of doing that my periods came back and they were much healthier they were they were not they weren't sort of light and scanty anymore and um yeah that was that was kind of what got me onto the the path really it's just such a powerful way of healing and, and now it's just an absolute way of life for me and like say really exciting and um, something that I've never heard of before but has just really really worked for me and now it works for my clients I love that and how far do you take it like I'm just thinking for me for example obviously what I do is quite full-on I'm 
like putting myself out there quite a lot. I do think that there is like I can see some sort of like times where I think yeah some days I need to like be by myself a little bit and and I'm sure that that probably is in tune with my cycle but um like what would you do if Oprah Winfrey called and was like hey Lee I want you on my stage I want you to tell the world about this and you were like oh my god that's my um that's my period I can't do that day yeah if if Oprah calls I am on that stage (laughs) it can be flexible it can be flexible I mean yeah I think I'd be pretty wiped out after doing that because come on that's like that that would be major wouldn't it but really it's just about putting that extra bit of nurturing in place to support yourself through anything so life happens I mean I've got an 18 month old little boy so what I do now is very different to what I was doing at the time prior to becoming a mum so I I can't I can't be quite as um, sort of, what's the word that I'm after? Quite so um, in tune as I would like to be, perhaps. Um, Yeah. Have kind of whole days of just relaxing and and doing this stuff. Whereas now I'm very much having to, not having to, I'm very much able to just weave it throughout my days, really, just in little little bits here and there. Um, So to answer your question, if, if you have to, if there's something that you have to do that you know isn't necessarily in alignment, it's asking yourself, is this, is there a way that I can rearrange it? Can I get around it some way? Um, if it's not possible, then it's just putting extra self-nurturing in place and cutting yourself a bit of slack. You know, if it's the day of your period and you have to do something where you are needing to be quite sort of um, on it and um, being able to communicate, I don't know about you, but I tend to, as I've just done, <laughs> which is not relevant to where I'm in my cycle perhaps at the moment, but if you, you know, losing your train of thought and things like that, then it's just giving yourself that bit of slack and realising that, you know, we, we can't be perfect all the time. And our cycle is just a really great teacher for showing us that really. Yeah. And actually now I'm thinking as well, like when it comes to exercise, because obviously yeah. I do a lot of running and stuff like that, but that like around my period, I always go off it. I'm like, oh, I can't run today. Um, like every, that's quite consistent. So it's interesting yeah. when you think about it, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Why I do that thing. Yeah, definitely. And, and sometimes it's, well, it's really nice to be able to plan ahead of that. So rather than getting to that day and thinking, oh, I don't fancy doing that, or perhaps say, for instance, if you're somebody that's just starting up some new healthy habits, it's realizing in advance that you are going to have those times where it's really, really easy, you can stick to everything and it feels really good, versus the times where your energy perhaps isn't going to be as high and and just accept it's all it's all for me it's acceptance and just realizing that we we can still be healthy we can still look after ourselves we can still exercise we can still be really vibrant and full in our business but it's just giving ourselves a little bit of slack and just knowing if we can schedule around it then doing so if we can't then just extra extra self-care extra self-acceptance really and nurturing and I assume that people come to you when they like need that help when they're like in a in a desperate need for you know I've got this problem and I need you to help me overcome it but is there something to be said for actually looking after yourself like one step before that like what would your advice be for someone who ha- who maybe hasn't got any problems who's listening to this podcast and thinking oh gosh should I be more aware should I do the things that she's talking about yeah definitely definitely because I think like I said for me 
it, it only happened once. I, I, it was really a sort of period, literally a period of rock bottom, where I just felt really disconnected from myself. My, my period stopped and it was really clear to me once I started to do this work, I could see where, where things had really, where it had gone wrong and where I've not been supporting myself. So I think, you know, we are all living very busy lives. There's a lot of pressure, clearly the last year that we've had has been incredibly stressful in many, many different ways. Mm -hmm. And this is just a way, and particularly now as things are opening up. So we're starting to have that, the additional pressure of perhaps whether it's family commitments or obviously it's, there's lots of very good things about opening up and, and seeing more people again. But it, I think when we've had a year really of being more insular, then perhaps people will start to notice this more as we are starting to get out and mix again. So I think if people are sat there thinking, well, I don't have any problems with my periods, I don't feel particularly stressed, it's still something that's really good to do because stress accumulates. It's not an overnight thing. So we don't go from feeling totally fine to stress just overnight. It's mm. something that is, it's a, a cumulative effect. And quite often when people first work with me, I'll say to them, so do you have stress in your life? Are you feeling stressed? And they go, oh, no, 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 no. And then they'll start to list, well, I've got this, I've got this, I'm doing this, I do this, I'm responsible for that. And it's like, yeah, that's, there's quite a lot going on there. And I think we just accept that and often quite put that pressure on ourselves to do all these things perfectly. And particularly if we run businesses and if we are mums or if we've got caring responsibilities and things like that, perhaps we've got a job that we do as well. So it's all these different hats and all these different responsibilities that we can really start to put ourselves at the bottom of the pile of all of that. And being more in tune with your cycle is just a reminder really that, that it's okay to rest and that nothing, you know, nothing bad's gonna happen if you take your foot off the pedal for a couple of days in, in the month and just put a little bit of time just to support yourself. And like I said, you know, it doesn't have to be, I'm not talking about days and hours and hours of time, just a few what I call micro moments here and there. So kind of just mindful pause really throughout the day can really make all the difference. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I remember when when we were, I was in like, I don't know, like year 11, year 12, when that sort of time where you start looking at the contraceptive pill and all that thing. And there was, I think it was the mini pill came out and everyone was like, oh my God, you don't have periods on that. And you're like, oh my God, how amazing would that be? But actually, you know, if you did lose your period as like a, a woman, that's not a great thing at all. And I can imagine that that would actually be quite scary yeah yeah it's like say i was exactly the same so I, i've been on i've had the pill various pills i've had um the implants so i had years of no periods and like you say it was amazing it was something to really celebrate i felt it was like yeah you know i haven't got this inconvenience anymore but like i said it's it's only an inconvenience when we're trying to constantly override it mm. and not be in tune with it um you know i've done this sort of take your, your pack of pills back to back because you're going to be on holiday and things like that so I've, yeah definitely been there but you're quite right it was a case of coming off the pill and having all those years of really celebrating the fact that i didn't have a period to suddenly actually being quite excited that my period was going to come back and mm. a little bit of trepidation thinking how am i going to feel um, and I actually felt great, which I was a little bit surprised about, if I'm perfectly honest. Because um, it's probably not natural not to not to have periods. No, it definitely isn't. And I think there's so much geared towards telling us that that is natural and that is normal and that we've got these medications that, for myself, I was offered it for, for skin, for acne as well. I was offered the pill for migraines. So all these 
little, well, it wasn't little, it was, you know, horrendous migraines at the time, which did eventually solve themselves. But actually looking back, we're probably related to my hormone balance. And getting on the pill actually didn't help. I guess the theory would be that it'll switch off the hormones. So it should help. It didn't. And it turned out that I did need glasses and it was a complicated eye problem. But I was on, I was put on, onto the pill for that. I, you know, gladly took the pill for that. And looking back, I just think I wasn't really aware of what I was, well, wasn't aware at all. And it's only now that I can, you know, the, the knowledge and the experiences that I've, that I've had, I just look back and think, Gosh, I had my time again that I would 100% not be not be going on the pill at 16. No, um, and maybe actually, you know, when, when I said before that it's like the step before having a problem that yeah. that we need to start doing it. But actually, maybe it's the education of when we're 16, 17, 18 and desperately trying not to get pregnant. You know, yeah. that's when the, the messages need to be out that, you know, yeah. luckily, actually, for me I went on the pill and I absolutely hated it and <laughs> it didn't make me feel good and I was just like no I can't do this and also I'm not that organized so like taking a pill every single day was just not for me um so I only had a very short stint on it but I do think that yeah the education needs to probably be at 16. Yeah definitely and and I want to be clear you know, this is absolutely I'm not like anti the pill and I know that there's people that take it for, for many reasons so including things like stopping pain if they've got painful conditions but it's it needs to be like say that education that okay this isn't treating your problem it is stopping it it's masking it for the time being and that when you if and when you want to come off the pill the likelihood is it will be there and potentially be worse because you've not had the symptoms you've not had the warning signs mm. so yeah definitely and and also something that I'm quite embarrassed to say you know I was a nurse for 10 years and I never fully realized until I went through this and started to do additional training that there's only actually six days in the month that we can get pregnant so and our body gives us very very clear signs when those days are so when we start to chart our cycle, like you said, doing it in that proactive way, um, I've talked more about the sort of stress and the lifestyle side of it, but we can actually chart our fertile signs. So the, the signs that our body gives us every single month that we are fertile, we can use that to actually plan or, or family planning around it, which for me is just so empowering and amazing that we've got that inbuilt. We don't have to rely on taking a pill and we can actually do that for ourselves. And, and I think, I hope that, that people coming through now, like say the teenagers, will see that as something that is empowering, that they don't need to rely on somebody else or that they don't need to rely on a, a medication to do that for them. Um, and they can be in charge of themselves and their own body. I did, I did not know that. I didn't know that there were only six days that you can get pregnant. Yeah. Six to seven, yeah. Yeah, so around, we've got the, we've got pre-ovulation. So if we start with day one, so you have your period day one. So that's when you first start to bleed. So you have um, the first day of real where you need something more than a panty liner basically is day one. Um, your period will last perhaps between three to five to six days. So then you're heading into the pre-ovulation phase. So the follicular phase of your cycle. And then they, they often cite day 14 as the, ovulate, the day that you ovulate, when in fact it can be anywhere between sort of 14 up to 19, really, depending on your cycle length. But a, a window, and, and people that are using these methods to actually to conceive will be very well aware, and often that is the only time, and it was similar for myself, that was the only time that I started to learn these signs, and that I learned that, that really that you start to plan your baby making around these six days in order to hit the mark. 
and making a baby is not as not as um, easy as is what we are made to believe when we are 16 it's very complicated and it really does rely on a lot of things coming into alignment and you can learn these signs and actually prevent that from happening without having to go on the pill there you go learn something new every day so you are running a business you're also mum how do you and you're also like looking after yourself making sure that that is your job so presumably that's quite high on your own priorities how do you fit it all in how do you do it yeah um, definitely it's just going with the flow I would say at the moment brilliant um, got on the line <laughs> didn't even click that what I was saying but yeah. With the flow, um, you know, just releasing the pressure on myself, and very much even before I was a mom, I used to talk about just having these little moments of self care. So it's just things that take 30 seconds. And if I'm going through particularly busy times, then I will go back to what I did at the start, which is to put a reminder on my phone just to remind myself to take that time to breathe for a few seconds or to have a, a sort of mindful herbal cup of tea so it's just really for me at the moment I'm working around nap times and I work in the evenings and like a lot of us you know it's just trying to be mindful and the way that I often do it is I don't charge my phone in the day so that I always have time in the day where my phone dies and goes off which I find really, really helpful to do so I haven't constantly got that because we could let's face it as a mom as a business owner you know, we could just be on 24-7, couldn't we? There's always something to read. There's always something to do. Um, so it's, for me, it's just making sure that I just manage my time, really, um, making sure that I have time off my phone and, um, and making sure that I've got lots of time to be a mum because I think that that can sometimes be the hardest thing, can't it, really, when you're, when you're running a business. It's making sure that you have that time where you do switch off from the business and you are just mum and vice versa and making sure that, I guess it's just utilizing your time well, isn't it? Um, I've unfollowed certain groups, well, lots of groups, lots of people that to prevent that sort of going into the, the black hole of Facebook or. I almost find the hardest thing is so like I feel like I'm business owner that that is very clear I feel like I'm mum that is very clear but it's the other part of me that can very easily get lost like just you know like Charlie yeah what does Charlie like what does Charlie want to do and and that I I think for me is the hardest thing about being a mum and a business owner Mm. the fact that you've got to look after that person as well yeah yeah and the cycle awareness is really useful for that and and what I haven't mentioned so far is that if if it's people that haven't got a menstrual cycle for whatever reason then you can also do this charting with the moon so the moon mirrors our cycle so ovulation is full moon so that high energy and brightness and um, but as the moon's getting smaller to nothing in the sky that is premenstrual through to menstruation so if you haven't got a if you haven't got a menstrual cycle you can still benefit from living in this cyclical way um, through monitoring the moon and living in tune with the moon um, and I think it really does give you that I guess I don't really think about it I guess it comes naturally now to have the sort of things that I do that they're not it's not like a case if I go off and do like a yoga class or I go to the gym or I have like my time but it's little things that I do throughout the day so for example just lighting a candle in the morning and taking literally these days a few minutes or a few seconds <laughs> some mornings before I have to go up and be mum again but just so important to do that or to perhaps select an oracle card so it's just little things uh, putting essential oils in the diffuser that are seconds but they keep me I guess attuned to me and it's something that I'm doing just for me um, so yeah the cycle is definitely a way of doing that 
did you always like I always say I'm not woo <laughs> and there's some people um who have opened my eyes to the fact that maybe I am a little woo but, <laughs> or, or I've let I've learned to be woo I'm accepting yeah. of my woo yeah. side but I, I appreciate that there's some people out there who might think what a load of fiddlesticks <laughs> moon periods what is she on about have you always thought like this or you know has your learnings changed you a bit of both really so I've actually got books from when I was I say a child but possibly a teenager all about aromatherapy and um, crystals um, I've still got my very first crystal from when I was a little girl that a guy gave me what I used to call witchy shops in Cornwall I think it was either Cornwall or Wales um, so I've still got that so it was something that I, I was definitely interested in as a child I was very intuitive as a child so, for example, things like um, I remember there was a case, a time where I, my grand lost her ring and I saw a sign up in a shop and I just knew that it was my nan's ring. Um, got my nan to inquire and it, and it was. So just that kind of like inner knowing as a child. So I, I definitely had that. Um, I lost it. And like I said, I trained as a nurse. So I had a good decade. I was a nurse for 10 years, so probably a good 15 to 20 years where I totally was not doing this kind of stuff at all um very very disconnected from nature and, and just very very focused on working and, and training and, and all the rest of it so a little bit of both really because of then going through the, the period of stress definitely got me back on this track and it was something that I could do for myself and what I would say is, is for people that are thinking god this sounds very woo it is very much it's very much rooted in practical practical things so really essentially what I'm saying is to just use the moon and you don't have to use the moon you could say to yourself okay week one week two you could do it that way if you wanted to be practical I would think that's a little bit of a shame to do that when we've got this inbuilt system but if, if that works for you then fine but all, I'm, all we're really saying is that you've got a, a time of the, the month where you are going to be quieter um, and you might want to perhaps pre-schedule posts or you might want to pre, pre-record videos at the times when you are more more vibrant more energized so yeah, it's, it's rooted in, in practicalities really. It's just about taking your foot off the pedal from time to time and giving yourself that permission. Uh, and the cycle is just a nice way because let's face it, our body's calling out. If you've got a menstrual cycle, you, you do feel tired. You do want to rest. Our body's telling us that we need to take that little bit of time. So yes, while it's very woo in some ways, it's actually, it's rooted in practical things that you can do to support yourself and to support your wellbeing. <laughs> it's also been around since like well I remember when I did my A-levels like Shakespearean times there talk all about the moon and astrology and all of those sorts of things so it's it's not a new thing it's very much obviously the, yeah. the moon is not new um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the same moon <laughs> but um yeah I, I don't know I'm I'm quite a practical person like if you take me and my business I'm practical what what I preach is like tangible practical things that you can do but I also believe that you can manifest I also believe that you know you are what you think and all of those things and I I think that this is the same definitely and that, that's very much how I am in my, my business as well so yes I'm, I'm very much into the spiritual side of things but I do think that, that there has to be a balance so I've got the more practical sides of things like supporting my clients with nutrition um, aromatherapy 
while sometimes can seem quite woo is obviously it is based in science so essential oils will have a physiological effect on the body um, but also just going back to the moon um, it's really interesting that actually obviously the moon affects the tides which I always think is just incredible and we forget that we forget that the moon has that pull on the tides the tides are water and we yeah. are made up of 76 percent of it depending on you listen to of water and um, but not only that the, the farmers definitely did and many will still look to the moon when planting their crops so if you get and i can never say the word so bear with me but if you buy a, a farmer's almanac almanac is it um the farmer's weekly type things they will talk about the moon phases in there so it's uh -huh. yes it's it's very spiritual it's very woo and a lot of us are very drawn to loving the moon um, and working with the moon but actually it has been used in very practical terms as well so and i've actually got some information for anybody that's interested on planting your garden so gardening in tune with the, the moon as well it's um anything really that's related to water relates with the moon there you go you learn something new every day. <laughs> so at the end of every single podcast, I ask the same three questions. So are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> um, so my first question is, who inspires you? Oh, this was really, it's a difficult question to answer. There's so many, but if I have to narrow it down, the person that I've stuck with over the last few years is Denise Duffield-Thomas because I think that she, oh, she's just incredible. She not only has turned around her own money mindset, um, came from very sort of um, different circumstances that she is now in, but not only that, she's shown us that you can build a business really on your terms. You can build a business that suits you. So for me, that is in tune with my cycle. And she's also shown that really it's so important to not only value yourself, but also to value your self-worth and to really create a business that just supports you on, on all levels, really. I think, she, and I know she always says that she's not woo, but she, yeah, she definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> definitely is. Um, I love a bit of Denise Duffield. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, number two, a book that you've read that has made you think differently or changed your life? So, mentioning Denise it would be ridiculous to not talk about her book which is Get Rich Lucky Bitch so definitely that was that was so instrumental in me um, particularly at the start of my business and when I was coming to leave my job and um, but also Rebecca Campbell her I think it was her first one which was Light, Light is the New Black um, all about again stepping into your your purpose your soul's calling um, really just inspiring and I think I read that I think I read both of those cover to cover several times at the start of my business. So this was part of my journey from not being woo to realising that I am a little bit woo. Yeah. We've got a book club within our membership and um, we were sat, sat around. A car. I think it was the Gabby Bernstein book that we were reading at the time. And yeah. um, the girls told me about Rebecca Campbell's cards and they were like, you have to get them. And literally every time I was, this is at the beginning of me growing my membership. And every time I would pull out the same card, like, yeah exactly yeah. the same card and it was all about um growing your tribe it was like soul sisters grow your tribe and like I would try and like really really shuffle them I was like I'm not gonna pick it this time and I would pick it and I was just like oh my gosh the 
Yeah. This is crazy. I love those cards. Yeah, I do love the cards. I definitely do love the cards as well. And it's it's really funny how like you're trying to resist that. Like when I first read, I think it was the Rise Sister Rise, her second book. When I was reading that, and well, I opened it before I even started to read it, and there's a chapter there on the menstrual cycle, and I literally remember just thinking, "What a load of yeah, that's not for me. This is not for me." And obviously, I was really quite well, very spiritual at the time anyway. But yeah, I was like, "Yeah, that's a step too far for me." And I put it to one side, and it was only about a year, eighteen months later that I read it back, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, that's exactly what I've just gone through with my cycle. It's all here, and I've just done all this research and everything else, and gone through a whole personal experience." so yeah often we resist what what's the phrase um what you resist persists and yeah. we resist actually what it is that we need to be really taking notice of i think sometimes yeah that's true that's true if you like put a book down and you think oh god no i don't agree with that yeah. that's probably the one you should be reading right yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> finally what is a piece of advice that you would give to a fellow entrepreneur yeah so i think my, something that I'm talking quite a lot about lately is the importance of realizing that often what seems like an overnight success for people generally isn't. And I think sometimes it's just persevering and knowing. And if it's something that you really believe in your heart and you're passionate about is to keep going and to know that it takes time. It takes time to build a business. It takes time to create a community around your business and really to position yourself as somebody that people want to go to. It's not something that you can do in six weeks, 12 weeks, or you know any other sort of specified amount of time. It's something that has to just happen organically. Oh, and, and I think as well, yeah, just following your passion because it's it's so much easier. It's so there's so many things that we could do. And I've done it myself where something on paper seems like a good idea. Oh yeah, you know, that makes sense. But if it's not something that lights you up, then you're not gonna have that determination to keep going. It's got to be something that really, really just lights up your passions that you absolutely love. Like me, I could talk about this stuff literally all day long, every day. And I think that's really important. So just be aware that it's got to be a passion and you've got to persevere and just keep, keep building, keep putting the content out there. And just if you know that it's something that you're passionate about and that can help other people just to keep going totally the amount of people who say to me like oh charlie it's just sort of happened for you overnight hasn't it i'm like yeah yeah it definitely has if you don't like bear in mind the last 10 years then yeah it's just happened overnight like that <laughs> yeah, yeah overnight success and it's, it's really interesting it's actually 10 years for me it's like 10 years personal development that led me to the business and then i think business is just the biggest personal development that you'll ever go through it definitely is a hundred percent. Thank you so much, Hayley. I've loved this conversation. It's so interesting. Um, obviously, people will have already listened to where they can find you at the beginning of this podcast in your advert, but tell them, um, tell them more, tell them about your webinar and everything. Yeah, yeah. So my website is www.loveyourcycles.co.uk. Um, my, all my social media is the same. Um, so if you search for Love Your Cycles, you'll find me. I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook and um, join my Facebook group and um, I'll send you the link where you can sign up and it's yeah, really exciting to be sharing that. It's, it's all my top tips, my secrets and a session at the end. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Hayley. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Do you feel confused about marketing? Are you fed up of feeling invisible and getting little or no interaction on your social posts? 
If you want to get better at marketing your business, come and join my free Facebook group, You Can Do Marketing. It's a friendly community where I share tons of easy to follow and action marketing tips to help you grow an audience who want to buy from you. So who am I? I'm Claire Black, mum of two, and I help women who love the business they're in, but feel like they're wasting too much time on marketing and just not getting anywhere. I teach you step by step the marketing skills that you need to go from feeling confused about marketing to confident and crushing it. So what are you waiting for? It's time to let the business you love flourish. Join my Facebook group, You Can Do Marketing. See you in there.